This episode is sponsored by Audible. Get a free audiobook of your choice that you get to keep with their free trial. You can learn more at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 68. Welcome to The Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we are going to Arlington, Texas to talk to Pastor Wesley Odom. He is the pastor of Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Pastor Odom, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Help orient us geographically. Texas is a big place. Where exactly is Arlington? Arlington is in north-central Texas, uh, part of the DFW Metroplex. That's the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Dallas is on the east side of the Metroplex, and Fort Worth is on the west side. And Arlington is kind of right there in the middle, uh, a little bit south of the two. We're about an hour and a half south of the Oklahoma border, and about three hours west of uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. So they're on the on the Louisiana border. Okay, gotcha. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up in Arlington? Yeah, through many and various ways. Uh, <laughs> I, grew up in, I grew up in Selma, Alabama, uh, famous for its uh, uh, place in the history of the Civil Rights Movement. Uh, went, went to high school and, and grew up there. My family's still there. I went to college in Savannah, Georgia. So lived in Savannah, Georgia for four years, a really unique and beautiful place. And um, after college, I moved to Austin, Texas. And I lived in Austin for four years. Uh, I have family and uh, friends there that I've known for a while. So my plan was to to move to Austin and, and sort of get my feet under me uh, before setting out on the rest of my life. And in Austin is where I was uh, introduced to the Lutheran Church and uh, went through adult confirmation in Austin while I was kind of traveling around the world and the country for my work. And um, um, shortly thereafter, had a desire to to go to seminary. Uh, So I I moved up to Fort Wayne and lived in Fort Wayne for my uh, three years of uh, in-class seminary education. And I lived uh, just uh, just north of Pittsburgh for a year on the vicarage in Butler, Pennsylvania. And then in 2012, on uh, on call night, uh, I received a call to serve the saints at Grace Lutheran Church in Burke Burnett, Texas, which is uh, about two and a half hours west of where I am now, uh, northwest, I should say, right on the Red River, so right on the Oklahoma border. And uh, served the Saints there for five years, and in 2017, uh, received and accepted the call here to Beautiful Savior in Arlington. All right. So you've had a a wide range of experience. One of the interesting things that uh, we interviewed Pastor um, Murray last year in Houston, and one of the things he mentioned is that that he thought that Texas is distinct from the, the Southeast, coming from Alabama and uh, and then Georgia, 
Uh, would you say that's correct, or how would you begin to draw out that difference? Yes, it, it could not be more correct. Uh, it, it's interesting because I uh, I consider myself a son of the South. I'm proud of my Alabama heritage. And uh, I often hear people who are not from the Southeast and and less frequently but still um, still sometimes Texans refer to Texas as the South and it it just is, it just is not <laughs> i mean te- texas is its own thing it's texas and that's fine i mean that's enough you can be your own thing interestingly uh in response to pastor murray i would say that the the texas cities that i've been to which is a lot houston to me feels the most like um a kind of southern town. I mean, it's it's right there. You know, it's very far south, uh, or fairly close to the border. Uh, but Texas, it, it's it's a great place, and we've love we love living here. Um, but Texans are just their own creatures. You know, <laughs> they they've got their own mentality, and uh, they're very proud. I'm sure you've met some Texans in your in your past. Very proud to tell you they are from Texas, um, but it's just not. Um, you can't go everywhere in Texas and get sweet tea, which tells me that it's not really the Southeast. Right? You can go some places and get sweet tea, uh, but but when I'm in when I'm in uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, uh, part Florida is kind of its own weird thing too, though. Uh, parts of Florida, uh, the Carolinas and Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, Arkansas, I don't have to ask if they have sweet tea. I know they have sweet tea. I just order tea, and they ask, are you weird? Would you like it unsweet? Uh, no, of course not. I, I want sweet tea. <laughs> All right. So beyond the the sweet tea, what are some ways that you can tell, like, oh, this is, this is Texas and not, you know, um, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia? Yeah, Texas <sighs> – I mean, I, I've, I was kind of joking, of course, but it is true that Texans do have a real strong sense of pride uh, of being from Texas, which I think has kind of disappeared in a lot of states. Um, we're, we're, we more, I think, easily refer to ourselves as Americans, which is you know, that's true, right? But um, – in the past, I mean, your first allegiance would have been to your home state, Alabama or Texas. And in Texas, I, I can't really think off the top of my head of a, another place that is in, in the United States so proud of their Texas heritage. The, the cowboy culture here is much stronger than uh, the two southern states that I've lived in, Alabama and Georgia. It's a lot more open here, uh, just geographically where we are in Texas. So, you know, we, uh, years ago, my cousin and I drove from Austin to, uh, to the Grand Canyon or, or, uh, to, to Breckenridge, I should say to Colorado. And you could see the mountains for like three days away. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's quite different as well. But, but just that kind of Texas ethos is quite strong here and can be a little annoying sometimes, but also is, uh, endearing as well. Yeah. Let's maybe approach this from a different angle. What kind of personality would you say is kind of well-suited to to Texas and to the unique things about Texas versus uh, moving to, say, Alabama? 
Texans, I would say, have a much stronger sense of uh, independence and self-reliance. Uh, and I think they would tell you that as well. Now, it, it's, you know, Texas is not a monolith. It, it's a massive state. So Houston, very different from Austin, very different from San Antonio, DFW, uh, and so forth and so on. And when you get, you, you can kind of divide the state along the I-35 corridor. So so west of I-35 is, is kind of, uh, it's much more rural and I, I would say still maintains a strong sense of self-reliance and independence. But there's a lot of people who live out there who are Texans, right? And uh, in, in Alabama, for example, I would say that the, just from my perspective, the, the family ties are, well, the communities are, are closer just in distance, right? So um, just closer in that sense. Um, and, and there's more of an emphasis, I would say, on the community in um, where I'm from in Alabama. Right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Let's go on and talk about what you think are some of the best things about the Arlington area. Well, um, it, it's very uh, – things are very convenient here. Um, so, for example, when we lived in Burke Burnett um, – you know, to get to the hardware store for something specific, you had to drive half an hour. And here, within 10 minutes, there's virtually anything you can imagine, any kind of food, any kind of um, shopping down to very you know niche stores. Um, uh, the airport is very close, which is nice uh, for us. In particular, my wife's family is is all overseas, so... When they come here to visit us or we go there to visit them, it's very nice uh, <laughs> to just drive 30 minutes to one of the largest airports in the country and pick them up and bring them back to our house. Uh, the, the people here are generally kind and helpful and uh, generous, generous with um, their means, generous with their time as well, which is you know, the South, I think, has its own kind of reputation for slowness and such like that. And uh, that's certainly that is that is true here for uh, for Texans as well, even in a a more uh, urban setting like Arlington. Let's talk about the flip side. What are some of the challenges about being there? Yeah, there's three that come to mind. The first is the distance to everything. Uh, so, uh it's you don't really you don't measure distance from point a to point b when you're giving directions or something like that in miles i mean the distance is in miles of course but you you give directions based on hours of driving right so it's it's two hours to there it's four hours to there and you can drive i think there's a i think that there's a 15 or 16 hour trek in Texas, you're, you're just in the state borders. You know, it's massive land distance. But even here in the in the metroplex, from work uh, to my home, it takes me 25 or 30 minutes. And um, in Burke Burnett, it was two turns, uh, and I and I was there. So uh, distance is one. Um, 
I would say the weather is another one in the in the summertime. It is incredibly hot and will not rain uh, for for weeks sometimes. Uh, and, and it's it's very different. I mean, I've lived in Fort Wayne and and Pennsylvania. In the wintertime, it gets unbearably cold up there, but you can, to a certain degree, put on more clothes and go outside. But in the summertime, you can only take off so many clothes <laughs> you know, before you get arrested. <laughs> and, uh, and, and even then, even then, you're just baking, running outside. So in the summertime, our kids, you know, I mean, we've lived here for a number of years, but after about 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock or so in the morning, it's just so hot that they basically can't be outside. Uh, you're just dripping. You drink a lot of water, but you're still dripping with sweat, and the, the sun is baking you. So, so the weather can be really challenging in the summer, and the summer lasts you know six months basically here. Um, so th- those are two of the biggest challenges. Uh, traffic kind of stinks here in Arlington. Uh, you, you have to get used to using Google Maps and checking traffic patterns so you'll know where to go, even if you're just going to the store. I, I've just gotten in the habit of checking Google Maps because there could be a wreck at any time. And you you might say, uh, uh, oh, dear, I'll be home. Uh, I'm leaving the leaving the church and I'll be home in, in 20 minutes. And then you're suddenly behind a wreck on the interstate and you're home, you know, an hour late. So that, that can be quite frustrating at times. Certainly. Help us uh, reconcile the two things that you said. Uh, earlier you were talking about how there are so many amenities within 10 minutes, but then you also talked about these huge distances. Help us work that out. Is it just that there are so many things in other cities in Texas that you need to be doing, and so those that's where that comes into play? Yeah, so the sort of everyday things that you might need to purchase or restaurants that you might want to go eat at, uh, you know, those can be had uh, within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But um, if you want to go visit a friend's house, which is, uh, you know, kind of a, a challenge of this area, we have members uh, of our church who drive 45 minutes, an hour away. We have friends who are up in Plano, which is in the DFW Metroplex, but from our house takes an hour and 15 minutes. So it's it's a kind of frustrating sometimes because you feel close to people, you see them f- somewhat regularly, but if you want to see them more regularly, you got to drive. You just got to get in your car and drive, right? I see. Okay, that makes sense. What's it like being Lutheran there? Uh, is Texas part of the Bible Belt? Is it? Is there a lot of American Christianity around you? Do people know what a Lutheran is? What's it like to be Lutheran there? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Texas is a large state, and the Texas district is a large district, geographically large, but also in a number of Lutherans. But because it's such a big geographic area, the Lutherans are very spread out. Um, So, for example, the circuit that I am in, um, the two... churches which are furthest apart from each other are that's probably about 90 miles which is weird right because you're you're i'm in this metroplex area but where arlington is and where our church is i should say especially it's on the the south end of arlington really barely in arlington and five 
10 miles south of us, you really start to get into the, into the country. And so the Lutheran churches began to be more spread out. So there you have the distance thing again, um, which, which can be a challenge. I, I would say it is part of the Bible Belt. I don't know if it is sort of traditionally, but you know, it is kind of like being in, in Alabama. There's a church on every corner. As a matter of fact, the street that our church is on, there are probably 10 churches within three miles of a wide variety of you know, charismatic, um, Anglican, Lutheran. There's a Catholic church very close to here, a large uh, Roman Catholic church. Um, so you, you have the, the whole spectrum of uh, Christian denominations. Um, there's a large Seventh-day Adventists population here in Central Texas as well. Uh, because it's a big city, there's, you know, any number of other uh, uh, false religions from around the world. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we moved here and rented our house while we were looking for a place to purchase, a, a very, um, you know, unassuming, generic suburban neighborhood, two blocks away was a massive Buddhist temple with a huge uh, golden Buddha sitting outside just kind of shocking because it was so unexpected in the kind of generic suburban neighborhood we lived in. But um, in, in the midst of all of that, I would say that um, Lutherans who are Lutherans and know their scriptures and know their confessions, um, know uh, what Lutheran worship is, because they are a minority, they are uh, Lutheran, <laughs> very convinced and uh, know their stuff. They, they, they do not want to be tossed about by the changing winds of doctrine. And, uh, and that community is quite close knit. Uh, so we, we do interact with each other even uh, despite the distance. So from Arlington up to, um, to Dallas, to Plano, uh, even way up to, to McKinney and Frisco, north of Dallas, way over to uh, Fort Worth and north of Fort Worth, uh, way up in Keller. Um, the members of those congregations, um, like-minded Lutheran congregations, we, we do try to interact with each other as much as we can. There, I mean, there's a real concerted effort for us to get together to strengthen our bonds with each other uh, grow in our faith together and, um, um, you know, try, try also to provide that sort of a community for the coming generations as well. That's really good. What else would you say people should be aware of if you're, they're looking at the Christian ethos in Texas? Is it becoming, uh, like many places in the, in the United States more secularized? Is it, is it still have that sort of, stereotypical Southern Christianity to it? It's a real mixed bag. That's a really good question because I think that the perception is that it is uh, solidly conservative, kind of however you want to define the term. And, and obviously there are, you know, massive conservative, theologically conservative, um, socially conservative congregations in the area. But, there are also uh, lots of. I mean, the Texans. The Texans would say 
it's all the Californians moving here. <laughs> of course. Maybe it is, maybe it is but um, uh, it doesn't seem as if the Californians had a very difficult time, if that is true, convincing the Texans to, to move uh, their way, right? So, for example, when, when Amazon was looking to build their next, uh, what was it called, Headquarters 2 or something like that, uh, Dallas was one of the cities on the short list, and when Dallas was trying to sell itself to Amazon, um, a, a well-known uh, uh, homosexual pastor of a church which accepts homosexuality as uh, compatible with the Christian faith was presented to the representatives of Amazon as proof that Texas is not as oh backwards as you think it is. Uh, and here, here is a great example of that. Yeah. So, uh, and it, it is interesting though, because Dallas is very different from Fort Worth. They're only about 45 minutes apart from each other, but Dallas is very fast paced, move, 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 move. Fort Worth is still, you know, they still have the cattle yards down there. It's a much slower pace in Fort Worth, uh, than Dallas. Um, but but it is it is changing for sure. It, it definitely is. Yeah, that that's really interesting. Let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Folks, if you like podcasts, you will enjoy Audible. It's a service that gives you a audiobook to listen to each month of your choice from a large library. And they want to get you started with a free trial offer that includes an audiobook that you get to keep. So go to lutherancartographer.com slash audible to get your free audiobook and start your free trial today. If you're not sure what book to check out, I recommend taking a look at Pastor Jonathan Fisk's Broken, Seven Christian Rules That Every Christian Should Break As Often As Possible. This was recently released on Audible. Very excited about it. In the book, Pastor Fisk goes through the classic pitfalls of moralism, mysticism, and rationalism, as well as several others. Check it out at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Let's get back to our guest. Let's go on and talk about what it's like to raise a family there. Well, um, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities here, um, as I mentioned with, you know, shopping and things like that, but also, uh, with kids, um, there's a thousand museums around here children's museums, uh, which are very affordable. Uh, our home is in West Arlington, basically in Fort Worth. Uh, the Fort Worth zoo is considered to be the top or maybe the number two zoo in the whole country. Uh, and it's, it's very affordable to go to. Um, there's a, a number of green spaces and parks that are new, uh, that the city of Arlington has, uh, made a real effort to, to build and to maintain. Um, we, we homeschool our children and there's a lot of uh, opportunities for homeschoolers here that were not really available to us in Burke Burnett, the, the smaller town we were in. So there, you know, there's homeschool, uh, PE at the, the YMCA facilities, uh, which is a new thing for us or has been 
homeschool choirs. Uh, if you are interested in athletics, there's all that as well. The homeschool community is really strong here, which has been uh, uh, great for our kids. The, the challenges, I would say, though, is, um, you know, we, we tried to find a place to buy here with a little bit of land for the kids to run around. My wife and I both grew up in, in small towns, and that's where everyone wants to live. So <laughs> it was very expensive. So we ended up living, you know, in a suburban neighborhood, which has its benefits. We have very good neighbors, but it is also kind of sad for us to see our kids running around in a little green posted stamp in the backyard and riding their bikes back and forth on a half uh, block. Uh, so that, that can be a, a frustration sometimes, but if you get in the car within, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, you can be somewhere, um, that's really enjoyable and, and well-maintained for the, for the kids to play. Nice. You mentioned homeschooling. That's fantastic. What other educational options are there in the area? Is there a Lutheran school? Yeah, there there are um, quite a few Lutheran schools in the area, but not unfortunately where we are in Arlington. Uh, there's there's a preschool at St. John's Lutheran Church down in Mansfield, and I think a, um, one here at Holy Cross in Arlington, which is in our circuit. But um, you really got to go over to Fort Worth or Dallas to get a Lutheran um, grade school and high school. Uh, there are two excellent uh, classical Lutheran schools, one in uh, in Plano at Faith Lutheran Church and another one at Messiah Lutheran Church up in Keller, just north of Fort Worth. Um, uh, another uh, good school at, um, at uh, Our Redeemer in Dallas as well. Um, so there are a lot of educational opportunities, unfortunately, just not where we are in Arlington because we're kind of far south in Arlington. So you, you, again, you just got to drive. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so now let's talk about what are some of the the things to do, places to see. If you had a friend coming into town, what would you rec recommend they check out? Yeah, Ar Arlington is kind of the um, the sort of entertainment hub of the DFW area. So they might be called the Dallas Cowboys, but the stadium is in Arlington. Uh, AT and T Stadium is oh. 20 minutes from our house uh, and literally across a tiny road from uh, AT&T Stadium is the brand new Texas Rangers Stadium. That's in Arlington as well. Uh, Six Flags Over Texas is basically across the street from the stadiums. Uh, so there, there's all of those kinds of uh, big entertainment things uh, are right here in Arlington uh, if you're a hockey fan, the stars play not very far away from our from where our church is located. You can be there in you know 30 minutes to watch a game. Uh, the Mavericks as well. So that, that's a really different thing for us, my, my wife and I, to live in a city that is a uh, pro sports city to have access to all of that as well. Arlington also has, I think it's maybe number 10 on the list of the in the country of uh, Vietnamese Americans uh, per capita. So there's a lot of really good uh, Vietnamese restaurants that you would I, you wouldn't think about that, but they're everywhere and they're excellent. Um, um, there's also uh, I could talk about food here for an hour, uh, but obviously we're in Texas, so there's great places to get brisket. Um, 
really kind of anywhere you wanted to go. There's great uh, real tacos. Uh, I saw some nonsense about uh, Kansas City, Kansas being the taco capital of the country. That's utter nonsense. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) even in, in humble Arlington, there are real taco places uh, where you can get authentic uh, handmade tortillas and all that stuff. So yeah, nice. great scene. Yep. Well, let me jump in and ask you, I, this may be like asking you to pick your favorite hymn, but if you could maybe highlight one uh, Vietnamese, one barbecue and one taco place, just so people have a particular place to go to. Oh man, that's good. The, the taco place well, maybe two taco places. Yeah, sure. so it is like asking for him. Yeah, so two, <laughs> two taco places. Uh, one one that would be uh, sort of traditional tacos um, would be uh, Maria Benita, which is about uh, maybe fifteen minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, real, you know, handmade tortillas. They're not overflowing with stuff. the The meat is the focus. Great, excellent tacos. And then for something completely different, this is an Austin-based um, uh, chain, a small chain, but Torchy's Tacos uh, is, is really good. There's one, uh, again, about 20, 30 minutes from our house. Uh, barbecue, uh, there's there's a fairly new one in Arlington, which we haven't had a chance to try yet, called Hurtado Barbecue. But the one we really like is really close to our house because we live almost in Fort Worth. Um, and that is a Heim barbecue, H E I M. Um, Vietnamese, uh, we go to uh, Lotus Cafe, which is right over by our house. It's really good. Yep. Fantastic. Great. Let's turn to current events. What has Texas's response to the coronavirus been like? Uh, I know that there's definitely a spectrum of responses from, let's say, New York, California, very uh, draconian, to the more free approach of, say, South Dakota or Florida. What's it been like in Texas? Uh, confusion. That's the first word that comes to my mind. So the, the state government, uh, based in Austin, has done its own kind of thing, which I would say is is uh, closer to the sort of free end of the spectrum as regards to what you can do and where you can go and how you can gather. However, uh, county judges in uh, states of emergency have an enormous amount of power. So where, where our church is and where we live in Tarrant County, um, we as a church, frankly, didn't know what to do for about a month because our county judge's orders were contradicting, uh, governor Abbott's orders. And, um, so we, we sort of had to <clears throat> make a decision, uh, based on what we saw as sort of the spirit of the, the law, uh, even though, uh, back in the spring and late spring, early summer of last year, uh, we were going against the letter of the law. We felt like we were complying with the intent, right? So um, I think we we had um, only live streaming services for maybe three weeks and then had for about a month and a half or so multiple uh, smaller services every Sunday. So four, four or five services every Sunday with uh, – nine people with a sacrament and a sermon, but a, a, a shorter service. 
And then uh, we just decided that we were able to to comply with here in, here in our congregation the the distancing and the masking uh, mandates, which were later clarified by um, the the state attorney general to be recommendations and not requirements. So that provided quite a bit of freedom for us. But but there in the beginning, you know, we were printing out and highlighting uh, the attorney, um, the state's attorney general's language about gatherings. And we had um, an elder or the president of our congregation sitting in the narthex ready to respond if someone called the police on us and, and, and told them that we were gathering together. We, uh, we have a kind of curtains partitioning the narthex and the, the sanctuary. So we opened those. So if someone were to come in, they could see how few people were there, how we were distanced. And we, we assumed that they would be reasonable and not throw us all in jail. But, but we did tell the congregation, uh, you know, if you come to church, um, we, we are convinced that we are within the, the spirit of the law, but you are, you would technically be going against the letter of the law. So there is a slim possibility that you could get a fine or something like that. Now, this was really back in last, uh, last spring, uh, early summer, but, but now, uh, you know, kind of fam- famously, I suppose in the last several weeks, uh, governor Abbott has declared, uh, Texas open, whatever that means. Um, you know, stores, some stores are still mandating that you wear a mask to go inside. Um, so I, I think we've had it much easier than a lot of places, but, but definitely back the, back in the beginning, uh, there was a lot of confusion. Yeah. Pastor Odom, as we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners where you'd like your church's website, places to follow you online. Where would you like to point our listeners? Yeah, they can uh, certainly check out our uh, church's website. And that's just BSLC for Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church, bslcarlington.org. Uh, all of our service times are there. Uh, we live stream our services on Facebook, and there's a link there um, uh, to access that as well. You don't have to connect with me. I'm just uh, I'm a humble pastor. So <laughs> just go to the church's website and, and, and come and and receive the gifts of the Lord. Fantastic. Thank you very much. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, uh, I would encourage the listeners to uh, listen to more episodes of your podcast. I think that it is of great benefit uh, for those of us of the Lutheran diaspora to see that there are other and many, in fact, faithful Lutherans around the country. Um, it, it is an encouragement for me, uh, and my wife has listened to some of the podcasts as well to hear these. It can feel kind of isolated being uh, a Lutheran really wherever you are, I think in, in the U S because, um, you know, there are significant divisions within our own church body. So, um, it, it's very encouraging in that sense. And it also provides, I think a little helpful, um, map for, uh, for the laity, when they go on vacation, they can <laughs> go through the Lutheran cartographer's archive and find uh, if there's been an interview with the pastor in the city that they're going to uh, for vacation and uh, join the saints wherever they are there. Thank you very much. God's peace. To you as well.
Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, including links to all the cool things that Pastor Odom talked about, check out the show notes page. That'll be at lutherancartographer.com slash 68. I encourage you to check out that Audible offer to get that free audiobook of your choice with their free trial offer. You can check that out at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.